0: Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta,
1: visit www.bethelatlanta.com. So as the ushers are still going around, we're going to talk for a few minutes about baptism, and then we're going to baptize some folks. It's a great day. And then... uh, yeah as we're baptizing uh, we'll go back into worship so you can kind of worship and enjoy baptism all at the same time we'll we'll multitask like we're female not male so there we'll do that. And I think I love baptism because I feel like some of the truths of it have moved from faith into my knower. And what we're doing today is not a religious Ritual, but a transaction that happens in heaven. It's a powerful thing that's happening. And in Romans 6, I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, it describes really well what's happening. This chapter is one of the deepest, richest, most powerful chapters in the entire Bible. And in verse 4, we read sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with Him. We're co-buried and entombed with Him. You may have been baptized before and the Lord can give you a revelation today that is, that is assigned to that baptism. You don't necessarily have to be baptized again. You can be... New revelation can go with that baptism that can be freeing for you. You were co-buried and entombed with him, So that when the Father's glory... It was the Father's glory that raised Christ from the dead. You were also raised with Him. This is a by-faith thing. This takes... This isn't minor league faith to understand this. This is... This is a major league faith to come here. You've been raised with Him. You've been co-resurrected with Him. So that we could be empowered to walk in freshness of new life. And check this out. Listen, church. For since we are permanently, permanently grafted into Him to experience a death like this today, permanently grafted into Him, then we are permanently grafted into Him to experience a resurrection like this and a new life that imparts. Do you have faith, let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Lord, give us faith to hear. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever? What's your former identity? That you were an old son of Adam. Your identity is you were born into Adam. Every one of us, every one of us has a common heritage that we are all born into Adam. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have that in common. We were born into sin. And so could it be any clearer? For we were co-crucified with him. This is where it takes some of you and us. He's not doing it without us. We're co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin with us. This is the power to dismantle sin. Somebody you, is you've been struggling with going around the mountain of impatience. It just keeps coming up. Somebody you you've been struggling with jealousy that turns into envy into unrighteous comparison and you can't get off that mountain. Somebody you can't quite forgive and it's turned into bitterness anger, murder. Somebody you can't get off the mountain of sexual impurity. You feel like you've lost hope and it can't see how you'll ever break it. For you were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin. There's a breaking. There's a breaking with this powerful truth so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to its power. By the power of baptism, you break the chain of that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that sin creates death and in baptism you've created a new DNA from the old man man to the new man to Adam to Jesus there's a breaking of chains you've been under contract with the losing team a lifetime contract with the Cleveland Browns that can never win you're under contract and you have so much potential You could be the greatest ever and you're under a lifetime contract and your players around you are making you look bad and you never can reach your identity of who you really are and there's a break. Chains are broken. The contract is annulled and now you are a free agent and everybody wants you. The Patriots want you. The Falcons want you. You get to go wherever you want and play with the greatest coaches and players ever. And you get to show who you really are. You're a free agent. powerful. Sin is a dethroned monarch. You're you're a free agent. You must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life. Controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. It needs you. You're a free agent, but you can still blow it. So then, refuse Check out the verbs. Refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool of wickedness. It needs you now. It's not okay just to say, Pastor, I've been baptized. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and water, and I've gone to the school, and I've said the prayer, and I still have sin in my life. And this chapter makes me crazy because it's saying I don't have to sin. You don't, but it requires something of you. Refuse to answer its call. To surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Refuse. Instead, passionately answer. There's another verb. There's a key here, church. There's gold in those hills. Passionately answer God's call to keep you yielding your body to Him is one who has now experienced resurrection life. You live. It says, refuse. Passionately answer. Now you live for His pleasure. Turn off the, say no to that and say yes to living for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purpose. There's a noble purpose on every one of our lives. There's a higher calling, a noble purpose above the ground, heaven, not ground, not earthbound, but heaven bound is your noble purpose. Remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign and the grace of God. Can you hear it, church? So what do we do then? Should we sin to our heart's content? No. Don't you realize grace frees you to choose your own master? Grace has made you a free agent. You get to choose. Who you are going to serve? That old song, you got to serve somebody. It could be the devil. It could be the Lord. But you're going to serve somebody. So who are you going to choose to obey? If you choose to love sin, it will become your master. You're a free agent. And it will own you. And it will reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. And here's the key. God is pleased with you. God is pleased with you. For in the past you were servants of sin. And here's the key listen. But now your obedience is heart deep. And your life is being molded by truth through the teaching you are devoted to. What's the key? Obedience and the truth of God. The washing water of the truth of God just washing over us and we're being reformed and renewed in our minds to think like Christ, be like Christ. And the road to holiness is marked by a thousand road signs called obedience. Obedience and teaching. And now you celebrate your freedom from your former master's sin. You've left its bondage. And now God's perfect righteousness holds power over you. Can anyone say amen to the word of God? This is the key to a victorious life. This is the key to reigning in life. This is the key to... For every single one of us, every single one of us that has something in a mountain that isn't quite gone, every single... Lord is just speaking to me about a couple of things. Hey, that thing has not been totally dead under the water. And this is the key to freedom. This is the key to being... That Joseph that just looks with no guile. No, is nothing in him. But the grace of God. He looks at his brothers who wanted to kill him and just loves them. Like Jesus As Jesus was. So are you. A key is Romans 6. So celebrate. Appropriate. If there's a revelation in your heart right now, appropriate. Someone. Who goes under, let them be you. Hey, God, I'll just go with them. Me and you. Under the water. Up in newness of life. It's a transaction in heaven going on. Not just what might look like a ritual. A transaction in heaven happening today. Amen? Amen. So let's celebrate uh, the Lord and his goodness. And his provision for breaking the power. He breaks the power of canceled sin. Amen. So continue to worship, continue to multitask, and we're going we're gonna to jump in the tank here together.
2: Very cool. Welcome to our first official baptismal service on our own property. Is anybody excited? I mean, this is pretty cool, right? So yeah, so we're we're gonna dive on to into it. We will uh, if anybody's interested in doing baptisms and wants to be baptized, that we really want to encourage you to sign up in the app so we can get you in on the next round. We'd love to walk you through a class and some a little bit of uh, a little bit of training and stuff of what this is, and uh, and then do this again with with you next time. So if you really want to do that, please sign up through the app. We would love to I'd love to uh, uh, baptize you and be a part of that with you. So great. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna just gonna walk through. Introduce uh, uh, our people that are getting baptized. Let them share uh, a, a, a snippet of why they want to get baptized and who they are, and then uh, and then we're going to start uh, doing the dunking. So come on up. So tell us your name and why you want to get baptized.
1: All right, my name is Tim Shaw, and um, um, for for all the reasons that Steve just read about and spoke about, but just felt like God was leading me to do this with where I'm at right now, and just want whatever that doesn't look like Jesus to to die in there and and come out more like him. Come on. Let's do it.
2: Name and why you want to be baptized.
0: Um, My name's Caitlin, and I want to submit myself fully to God and just say yes to him.
2: Let's go. Right on, Caitlin.
0: All right. Uh, my name's Anna Jones, and um, the thought of being baptized has been on my heart for the last week or so. Um, each time I thought about it, I got a sense of peace, and the Lord is my peace, so I am simply being obedient.
2: Mm. Yeah. Name and why you want to get baptized. He lives in my heart and I love him. My name's is Isabel. <laughs> <sighs> Go ahead on don't know All right, buddy. Name and why you want to be baptized. My
0: name is Anthony and I want um and I want to be baptized because I want him to I want to be closer to him and I want to be blessed.
2: Yeah, come on. name and why you'd like to be baptized?
1: My name is Grace and I want to be baptized because I want to
0: start a new clean life.
2: Woo! Come on. Give it up for Grace. Name and why you'd like to be baptized?
0: My name's Elise and I, and I want to be baptized because I love Jesus and I want to be a better follower.
2: Come on. Let's do it. Name and why you'd like to be baptized?
0: My name's Eli, and I'd like to be baptized because I'd like to relate more to the Lord, and i like everybody, and I'd like people to know it in public. Come on,
2: give it up, Eli. Name and why you'd like to be baptized.
0: My name's Kylie, and I want the world to know I'm a follower of Jesus. Come on.
2: Come on. Name and why you'd like to be baptized.
0: My name is Ava, and I'd like to be baptized because I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior forever.
2: Come on. Get it. Amen. So we're just going to dive back into worship. This is part of our worship. Enjoy the baptisms as they happen, and really, let's just celebrate. Let's give Jesus a big, big praise, yeah? Jesus!
1: the early meetings out here, we should should proclaim the gospel. So we're going to proclaim the gospel as our communion message today. And you'll see how it ties into the truths of baptism. This gospel is beautiful. It's, It's a treasure. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels. And you know the story. You know the story of God and Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve fell because of their sin. Sin reigned in our earthly bodies. And we we're all fallen. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We share that. And the wages of sin is death. And death reigns through humanity for the sin of one man, Adam. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, before the foundation of time, before the universe began, they existed. And Scripture says it it delighted them to work out this plan of salvation before any of this happened. You see, it wasn't an afterthought, it wasn't a plan B, it wasn't an oops. They took delight in planning this salvation message. Because the good, good father's heart was for always for us to be restored and connected. And true sons and daughters. And alive and free. It's his heart that we'd reign in life. It's his heart that we'd be like Adam and Eve in the garden. Abundant life. Connected with him. No needs or wants. No scarcity. That's his plan A. And he has been working through eternity to restore us back to the garden. That's the love our father has. And so we have this sin nature that we're born into. We sin because we're sinners. We're not sinners because we sin. Seems like fancy preacher talk, but there's actually revelation. We all sin because it's in our bloodline. And he sent his son he humbled himself and took on a human suit he humbled himself the God of the universe came as a baby and humbled himself to walk like you and me perfect he came in the Holy Spirit God impregnating a woman She's worthy of honor. She was chosen amongst the whole world as a woman to hold God's son. But I don't believe she was deity because she had human nature. She was born. She had the sin nature. She represents us and humanity. And so God and man came together in the form of Jesus, fully God, fully man, walking earth man in that he could sin God in that he had the potential not to sin and he took on temptation there's no temptation you and I have ever taken on that he didn't take on and win we can relate to him if he was fully God and he walked without sin I'm impressed but how do I follow but he was fully God and fully man and he walked a perfect life See, the cults and the heresies want to say he was created or that he sinned. He wasn't created. He was fully God. And he never sinned. If he sinned, he can't crawl up on that cross and be the payment for us. So he walked a perfect life and he resisted every temptation and God willingly in a plan that he had delight in from the foundation of the earth crawled up on that cross and stood it there as penalty for sin for the wages of sin is death he became death for us a perfect sacrifice a perfect lamb of God walked a perfect life and without spot or wrinkle stepped on that cross and said I'll be your payment he's the second Adam first Adam sin reigned, the second Adam grace reigns. for all that would come and identify with him and as we were baptized co-buried with him and co-resurrected with him it was his delight to have this plan to bring us and for this reason God can say Jesus is the way the truth and the life in a culture that doesn't like the gospel we stand Alone, We will stand with the truth of the gospel. We won't lower the standard of the gospel to the standard of the world. We stand. We're willing to stand alone. As the saints of old have done for generation and generation and generation. Lines of martyrs that stood alone on the truth of the gospel. Not willing to compromise or change any part of it. The batons get handed from generation to generation to hold the truth of the gospel. And this generation has its challenges. Many wanting to lower the standard. Oh, I don't see how it's fair. I'll I'll be a universalist. Oh, I don't like the standard of sexuality. I'll change my doctrine. But there's those who say, I hold the standard. Let the gospel stand for itself. If you stand alone, stand alone with the gospel. It's the power of resurrection. It's the power of life. It's the power to become a son and daughter of the Most High. It was his delight to create this plan from the very beginning of the foundation. And you are richer than anyone on the planet for having the revelation. You're richer than Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. You know this truth. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels. And each of us heard the gospel spoken at some time in our life and something in our heart penetrated. and We said, that's us. That's the call. For you've been called. You've been chosen. Before the foundation of the world, he knew you and loved you. And he wants you to be a son. He wants you to reign as a daughter. And it's such a privilege. Such a privilege. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. If you believe with all your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever. 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 Whosoever believes in him will well, not perish but have eternal life but pastor what about what about the Muslim in Lebanon did you hear the Muslims are hearing having dreams of Jesus all over the planet I've, he's never come to me and said be a believer <laughs> not in a dream in another way right who am I To judge the God of the universe, the good father, the fairest one, the kindest one ever. We'll get to heaven and know how fair he was and how fair he is and how kind he is. Who am I in limited wisdom to judge what's right or fair? The God of kindness, the God who's created a plan to restore humanity. So whosoever will. Jen, I think you had a dream this morning. It seems like it's pertinent. Jen Stockman.
0: That's our king, right? That's our God. How beautiful. Um, Well, years ago, I had a vision, and this morning, I was reminded of it in the pre-service prayer. And in the vision, there was all of these Christians living life in the light and we were busy doing good lighting around and the, the scene changed uh, to, to darkness and there was just people, broken people piled up in a pile and they had huge wounds that were festering and they stunk and were dirty. And I saw Jesus come from behind the pile of people and shout into the light, who will take the throwaways? who will take the throwaways? And I saw children of light arise and shine and run into the darkness. And they just started piling on top of the broken people saying, we will take the throwaways. We will take the throwaways. And I just see a generation of a rising that realizes children of light were born for darkness. Our finest hour comes inside of darkness. And I, I just even see it, you know, as we're taking communion today, how much do we need? The Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Who's included in your house? Is your city in your house? Is is your nation in your house? There was one lamb per household. And we've showed up as a community this morning to say our city's included. The brokenness in our nation is included. We need enough for an entire generation, Jesus. And our cry for more is including the broken and the outcast and the hopeless, and here we are, the children of light saying, we're going to arise and shine and take our place because the lamb is worthy. And who who can resist not wanting to be where Jesus is? And we find him in the darkest places every time with dirt on his knees. And who can resist not wanting to be where he is? so this morning, Jesus, we've come to celebrate. That's our king. That's our gospel. That's our good news. And no one is excluded from receiving the beauty of who you are.
1: Thank you, Jen. Yes, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And he he climbed up on that cross and that, father, why have you forsaken me? He was disconnected from the Father so that you would never have to be. He was broken. His body was broken and torn and ripped for your healing. His blood was shed and he died so that you would live, spiritually live forever. There was an exchange happening. On that cross, separated so you could be connected, broken so you could be healed, dying so that you could live. And in a group our size, most have the gospel living inside them, but if there's one, I sense there are a few that have never given their heart to the Lord. This would be a great day. Today, today is the day of salvation. This would be a great day so is there if there's one or two or five that would respond luis would you raise your hand over by the communion table if you'd find luis a wonderful brother would you raise your hand if the gospel you want to respond today today is the day of salvation would you raise your hand would you go find luis amen you find your way over to luis as we go If everyone would uh, partake of communion as the gospel of salvation his body broken for you his blood shed for you for the gospel drink worthily drink in remembrance drink with joy and celebration for the good good news amen thank you for listening to the sermon of the week to stay connected with bethel atlanta visit www.bethelatlanta.com.